the Armchair Cricket Podcast. News Roundup. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast. A podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. I'm your host Ajit. This is a digest episode where uh, we'll be taking a quick look at some of the news from around the cricketing world. So the most important news that uh, we will have to first discuss, I'm sure, is the retirement of Mahendra Singh Dhoni. Uh, Captain fantastic of the Indian cricket team. He's left a very, very uh, rich legacy behind him. Also a very successful career. So what will stand out with most of us is uh, Dhoni's uh, captaincy record. So he was the only captain to have won all three limited overs uh, series. World Championships, that is the Champions Trophy, the T20 World Cup, as well as the 50 over World Cup. Apart from this, uh, as a captain of the Indian Test team, he led India to world number one in tests. And also, of course, uh, there's not a lot uh, that needs to be said about his prowess as a finisher, because in winning chases, he finishes with an average in excess of 100. So in winning chases, where he has remained not out, he's remained not out a staggering 47 times. The person who's behind him on the scale is Jonty Roach, who's you know far behind with 33 not outs. So all of this show how successful a chaser MS Dhoni was. And in fact, his last uh, international that he played for India was one of these unsuccessful chases. So in all the chases that he has led India in and he remained not out, India have only lost twice. And that was unfortunately the last of his games, the semi-final against England in the World Cup of 2019. But in a typically understated manner, he, le- he put up a set of his pictures on Instagram and then he says, um, thanks for your love and support. From 1929 hours today, consider me retired, something like this. So, in a very understated way, he chose to announce his international retirement. So, we wish MS Dhoni all the best in his post-playing career. And we know somehow this name is not going to be forgotten. We are going to hear more from him, either in an administrative capacity or probably in a coaching capacity. Uh, we hope to, you know, listen uh, to a lot more good news about MS Dhoni. Uh, speaking of MS Dhoni, of course, uh, he's become father for the second time as well. So we would like to also congratulate him on this. Following on in Tala's footstep, uh, you know, Chinnatala, Suresh Rena, as he's called by his loyal CSK fans, has also chosen to retire. Uh, he sometimes feels like a little bit of an unfulfilled career because one feels he could have done a bit more in test match cricket. But uh, he was always used as a finisher by India in uh, limited overs formats. And given the number of... Uh, ODIs he played, he has some very nice records to fall back on himself. Uh, so if you look at the number of, um, you know, innings that he's able to play, 157 at number 5 or lower, which is more of a finishing uh, role in ODI cricket as well as T20. Uh, he finishes with a strike rate of 93.6. This is second only to a certain Shahid Afridi. So that's a very, very good, you know, achievement to have. Of course, Rana finished with the most number of sixes hit by an Indian batsman between 2008 and 2015 which is 116 sixes. Also, he was also one of the chase masters. So, along with uh, his Tala, Dhoni, uh, he remained, uh, you know, not out in 23 innings and had a average of 66.41 in winning chases. So, this is a very, very exciting record that uh, Rana can have and can always be proud of his records in multi-team tournaments and World Cups. So, also, we wish Suresh Rana a very happy, you know, post-playing career and uh, we wish him all the best. I'm sure both Dhoni and Rana are not done as far as IPL is concerned. And we'll hear a lot more from them in the upcoming uh, weeks and months. Since uh, we are talking of IPL, 
I think we should quickly switch over to this behemoth that's mm-hmm. now scheduled to be held for sure between the 16th September and 9th of November in UAE. So all the formalities that were required have been cleared out and the tournament is definitely a go. Um, well, a sort of a last minute setback, if anything, was that Vivo has pulled out as the IPL 2020 title sponsor. So as a result, BCCI is now looking for a new sponsor for the title and uh, at least three to four well-known names have come up and or have made a have expressed an interest as it's called a EOI expression of interest they have submitted this and they'll be expected to submit a bid uh, on 18th of August this one um, at least according to some insiders they say uh, 440 crores rupees was what um, was the price that was sort of quoted for the one year's title sponsor and uh, even though this is going to be a stopgap some of the BCCI insiders feel they might be able to make up uh, for this loss from YYP drawing. So some of the names that are in question are Tata Group, Unacademy, Dream11, and also uh, Patanjali's name is being floated around as one of the contenders for this. So it remains to be seen who will really be, yeah, the title sponsor for IPL 2020. But at least reading that IPL 2020s ago is already a big boost for Indian cricket fans and IPL fans all over the world and we really hope it's going to be a very interesting World Cup because when we look at some of the SOPs that have been uh, set in place by BCCI, it looks like they are very serious. Uh, They want to hold the World Cup but they are very serious about holding it in a very very safe way. So some of the SOPs that, uh, you know, the rigorous testing, the restricted movements, there's only one team per hotel, also a very rigorous testing protocol. Most, Most teams have required that multiple tests be cleared. If for any reason a player is either tested to have coronavirus or is uh, for whatever reason uh, either permitted to break the bio bubble. So for example, we've just come to know that Karun Nair, uh, India cricketer, has tested positive for coronavirus but has recovered since and he will be travelling to UAE with his team Kings 11 Punjab. Also, Dishant Yagnik, who's the wicketkeeping coach and fielding coach of Rajasthan Royals, has tested positive and is currently under quarantine. So, BCCI and IPA will take it very seriously is what we've really come to know, right? So, also there are some local rules which the tournament will have to follow because for Abu Dhabi, they have to carry a negative test result which was no older than 48 hours. The way in which some of the sanitation guidelines have been set out, right, are very, very strict. Also, there's no chance to step out of a bubble. Some very, very stringent SOPs have been laid down and all of this is sort of auguring to a very, you know, good uh, but a very competitive IPL 2020 to be held in UAE. Now, if you were to look at uh, other T20 tournaments around the world, so we recently heard that the Australia versus West Indies T20I series has been postponed. Uh, this was one of the series that one fear could have clashed with the IPL 2020 window. But with the postponement of this series, the IPL 2020 will have a clear window with no other clashing international or uh, high-level cricket. So this is always good news. And... Um, when we look at CPL, there is a little bit of a disturbing news that we occasionally come to hear. For example, you know, Afghan trio, uh, that is uh, Rahmanullah Gurbaz, Kaiz Ahmed and Noor Ahmed will be missing CPL, which uh, will begin later this month in Trinidad and Tobago. Unfortunately, they don't have the transit visas that were required due to, um, you know, they have to arrive in UK to then uh, transit out of UK to take specially chartered flights by the organizers of CPL from London but they were unable to meet this deadline. Similarly, Fabian Allen, the West Indian spinner, 
has unfortunately been left out of the CPL 2020 edition because he's missed out on the flight from his home island. And unfortunately, there are no other flights that are available that would allow him to arrive in time as well as complete the uh, quarantine conditions. As a result, he's also been left out. This, this, both of these here, you know, uh, missed opportunities for both Afghani players as well as Fabian Allen seems a bit harsh, unfortunately. But given the light of what Corona is and how, you know, it's being affecting the world around us, it makes sense that uh, it's uh, they are unfortunately left out. In another slightly uh, unsettling news, Sarwan leaves uh, Talawas biosecure bubble due to some personal reasons. So we know that there has been a bit of history here, a bit of bad blood that uh, um, Sarwan is accused by uh, Gail in a video openly. And then, um, yeah, we don't know what went down behind the scenes, but Sarwan has chosen to leave the Jamaica Talawas uh, bio bubble. And uh, another person uh, who will probably replace him uh, will be Vinod Maharaj and Ryan Austin, both of whom are already in the bubble. So they have been promoted to assistant coach duties. So, yeah, it is going to be a bit of a blow for uh, Ram Nares Sarvan and Jamaica Talavas, but I think they'll bounce back strongly from this. Uh, moving on, if you were to look at a couple of BCCI-related news. So, interestingly, the world's richest cricketing body, as at least we call it, has not paid its leading cricketers for the last 10 months or so. This is this is a very, very interesting thing to read because given their latest bank balance statements that have been made at uh, public, there is no shortage of cash, clearly. They have enough fixed deposits as well as, uh, let's say, balance cash in their checking account. So why these 27 players have not been paid seems to be a bit of a you know, interesting problem. Uh, these are not small amounts to be paid, of course. And 27 players is a large number of players who have not received their payments over 10 months. Also, on top of this, uh, first-class and age group cricketers may also have been hit from many of the states. That's This is one of the things we get to read. Why is this happening? Well, it is being blamed on bureaucratic, uh, you know, a little bit of a bureaucratic mess, if I may call it that. So, there's no CFO for the BCCI since uh, December of 2019. Also, the chief executive officer and general manager are not present for the last couple of months already. However, there is a treasurer and why Mr. Arun Dumal has not picked up these responsibilities, we don't know. One player, I think, uh, on the condition of anonymity clearly has sort of spilled these things out to the media. And uh, yeah, usually BCCI pays out its players in uh, every uh, you know, quarterly uh, way. And uh, this has not yet been done over the last three quarters. So sort of players are, I wouldn't say left in a limbo, but it still can become a bit tough for many players who are not very high earners and their families might be depending on their income given that cricket has stopped therefore their income has stopped so this back pay might be very crucial to these cricketers so i hope bcci clears out all these dues very shortly in another news bcci is now making a concerted effort to push age fraud out of its let's say books they are trying to make a, you know uh, open the window so that people who have either taken part in age fraud knowingly or unknowingly before september 15 2020 are expected to come out and are expected to declare themselves have, uh, to have committed this. No, And then if they do it voluntarily, there may be a little bit of a less of a sanction. But those who do not voluntarily disclose, disclose these misdemeanors and are later found out might, might face a ban up to two years at all age groups, at all age levels. This is uh, what um, both NCA head Rahul Dravid and uh, Saurav Ganguly, the chairman of PCCI, have said. 
therefore uh, it it seems it seems a very strict step but that's supposed to be taken because one of the under 19 world cup stars manjot kalra is found to have done some age fraud and was handed a one year ban also nitish rana who's previously sort of accused of tampering documents uh, has been given a bit more time shivam mavi and uh, rasik salam all of these people also have had a ban slapped on them so this is a known thing so as a result they are trying to clear up their books this is always a good thing to hear uh in a bit of a sad news former india opener chetan chauhan who was struggling with uh, corona related uh, uh, illnesses has unfortunately passed away this has happened today he was 73 and uh, we pray that his soul finds peace and uh, his uh, friends and relatives have strength to bear this loss in these very trying times moving on well in an interesting sort of news yuvraj singh has been asked to come out of retirement by the punjab cricket association secretary this is unconfirmed news but if this indeed is true it seems like a very very interesting thing because it looks like punjab has recently suffered from a little bit of a drain in their uh, you know players so a lot of players have left to represent other states for example manan mora barinder saran who both of whom have qualified to play for chandigarh then you have um, you know tarwar uh, kohli who moved to meghalaya jeevanjot singh who has moved to chhattisgarh and so on so there's a lit- little bit of a you know a hole in the punjabi middle or in the top order so you have you have shubman gill you have prab simran singh you have anmol preet uh, singh and abhishek sharma harpreet bhar all of these people for sure but you know there is a distinct lack of experience in that top order and uh, it might not be a bad idea for yuvraj to come out of uh, retirement and of course play for punjab for at least one to two seasons to see them through these tough times but then there is this small you know contention from bcci because uh, punjab punjab may want yuvraj back but yuvraj has already represented uh, himself in a couple of uh, t20 tournaments outside which which is due to noc that uh, bcci issued him but now if he wants to come back into the bcci setup i don't know what bcci would like to say about this so probably we'll hear more about this in the upcoming uh, couple of uh, days as well so let's keep our ears peeled for this in a sort of a heartening news abdul kader has been conferred the sitara imtiaz the third highest civilian award in pakistan uh, posthumously unfortunately so abdul kader uh, we know had passed away last year and uh, in the next possible opportunity that is the august 14th uh, the independence day of pakistan president uh, arif alvi has uh, conferred this award on abdul kader so it's a belated reward nonetheless but a well deserved one and uh, as somebody who kept the flag of leg spin high during the 80s and sort of nearly rejuvenated the heart this is a very deserved award to abdul kader so congrats to him of course and the rest of his family all right then that more or less covers all the news that we would have like to have spoken about in this episode uh if you want to get in touch with us uh, you know as usual you could leave a comment in any of the podcasting apps you use to listen to this episode or you could always get into uh, touch with us via twitter for example at @amchaikrikpad or via mail amchaik.cricket@gmail.com we love to hear from you your thoughts your ideas so yeah if you have anything to shout out don't hold yourself back having said all that it's a goodbye from me ajit have a good day wherever you're listening from and we hope to have your continued company for the upcoming episodes bye bye the armchair cricket podcast news roundup